0: Welcome back to Building Ain't Easy. This is Dakota. I'm Lori. And it's another week. We had a crazy week. A lot of topics in Houston this week. Oh my gosh. Can we talk about this? Should
1: we talk about that first or should we just have a have a chat? I feel like I haven't seen you.
0: Um, what? I just said like, two days ago.
1: I I mean, but love is blind. Things have happened.
0: Oh if my I, if gosh. I don't. Okay, so just
1: for anyone who's been keeping score, if I don't... Keep up on Love is Blind. I can't have a conversation with Dakota because every chance he gets to bring it up to me. Okay, let me tell
0: you something. Go on TikTok, go on Instagram, and just look up Love is Blind. And the clips, they are so Inside. riveting. Like, riveting. it's just the way they film it is like no other show, reality show I've seen. I've watched Love Island, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. Like, Love is, they just have amazing writing. Okay. And it's just, it feels real.
1: Except Netflix is currently being sued by former cast members. Oh, my
0: gosh. For not eating or whatever. That they
1: don't supply them with food and they just try to get them drunk all the time.
0: Yeah, apparently. Because this last, so in season five, they did a shot and it was like, they were like doing long B-roll or long uh, uh, panning on like all these bagels and eggs and cream cheese and orange juice. Like it was, it was food galore you know but they couldn't have any of it or what they could they wanted to show hey we, we are do we, feed them. we are overfeeding we these are boys not
1: yeah just giving them weird silver goblets but to w- drink but one course. of the
0: crazy things this season is two of the uh, c- uh, cast contestants whatever they knew each other before so the way love is blind works I don't know if you know this they pick a city they interview all these people and they fly them out to do this, this experiment and so this year they're doing Houston. Well, two of the people, Uche or is it Ushay? It's something with a U. And Lydia, they knew each other before, but they didn't reveal that into a couple episodes. And well, so there's they're so, both uh, females. No, one guys I got guy, one guys, Ushay's one's a, a guy, okay. yeah, and one's uh, from Puerto Rico. And uh, they knew each other coming on. And so there, if you think about it, their exes are like in the same room, and the one of the girls. Who this guy was gonna propose to? Lydia, the girl who knew him before, started telling her about like all this, all the stuff that she had a life with him. She's like, "Oh, he has like this Tesla, hashtag Tessie. He has, um, he. This is his dog. This is where he worked." And she's like giving all these details to this girl that he's gonna propose to. It was, it was riveting. It was well, crazy. Well,
1: I would, I would. I think I'm surprised that that hasn't happened up to this point because you come to Dallas, you're picking twenty-somethings. Like the likelihood yeah. is they're going to run so, the same some, circles. Yeah, Seattle because you've got to
0: be good looking. You know, like it's not like you're getting little. I
1: mean, I would not say that they're all good looking. I would say they're above average. Like it's uh, not. Some it's of it's them not are like are you're. Mid. Let me just speak your language. <laughs> I would say upper mid. Upper mid
0: plus is no. And I'm, I'm not going to
1: call out any of the average looking ones, but there are some that are just. Are you judging them? Average. They went on a reality show. Of course, I'm judging them.
0: I don't know. I'm not judging. I'm living the experience. <laughs> that sounds weird. I am. I'm seeing the experience through their eyes. You
1: are. They are there to be judged. Why else would you be on a reality show? I just couldn't imagine
0: getting married in like three weeks. Like, you have, like, it's just, you're going to walk into so many things post marriage if you say yes. Well, you're going to be rough. pretty
1: quickly by today's standards.
0: In a year, under a year.
1: That's fast.
0: It's, that was fast. And we went through a lot. And then, like, another six, seven months of, like, frick, bro. So to do that whole, Shebang in three weeks. So you would be a great candidate, but you're already hitched. I'm already hitched. Yeah, yeah. No, I went. I would love to see like a Christian Love is Blind. Like, put those put those mugs. Have like a little spirit camp. Like, see if they pray. Like, see what happens. Throw them in a, a different denomination together. Oh, yeah. That that would be like most. Jack just said. Our editor said. That's every Christian university. This is what happens at Christian universities, okay? It's called ring before spring, okay? So you got all these guys, and they're like, listen, we got – These girls girls and guys are like, we have to secure a ring before spring, before the year's up. And so everybody's hustling. The 90-day period is real, like 90 days to get, like, in and engaged.
1: 90-day fiancé. I mean, but – I just what is the success? Like we're only a couple seasons in to Love Is Blind, so like the longest married couple has been married for like a couple years. Yeah, right? like four or five years. So we don't we don't really.
0: No one's had kids yet. No either. one's had kids.
1: No one's yeah. hit the seven year itch. No What's one. What's a seven year itch? It's just a theory that at seven years, couples kind of have fully lost interest in their partner.
0: That is so sad. And they cheat we I need to revive mean, marriages it's so sad
1: but it's so it's such a reality i mean 50 percent of the marriages will end in divorce that's in so bleak
0: what do you do to prevent the seven-year age well
1: well i don't know i mean I don't, I don't know i don't i don't have that answer i think if we had that answer yeah. i think you have to pay special attention it takes to every day it's an everyday thing yeah it's, yeah it's a lot of work yeah but you know I, like so i told you i've been listening to bill maher's podcast a lot and the guy's like anti-kids anti-marriage like it's It's actually sort of funny to hear him, you know, go into all of this. And he will, like, he was saying something that I thought was kind, was it him or was it a guest that was kind of interesting? They said that it should be as difficult to get married as it is to get divorced. Like, it should be reversed. Like, it should be more difficult to get married because it's so easy to get into this relationship. I mean, like, Vegas, you can do it in a day. Like, that we don't put enough, like, I don't know, precursory work Around into it. it, Yeah, that it's so easy to get married and then it's really challenging in a lot of cases to get divorced and that it should be reversed because our society is so broken. Um, yeah. but, but I mean, a lot more people are choosing not to get married and like this, uh, the thing that is, uh, it's it's great, it's riveting television, it's great to watch them in a fishbowl, but it's also like such a, kind of kick in the gut to like the whole marriage of institution. It's it's really making a, a mockery of it. You know, like
0: they don't paint it that way, but I could see I could see how you, you could have that perception. Yeah. Like, so I if, mean it's
1: it's really like for for you that takes the institution seriously. Yeah. It's a mockery of that of everything of that, that institution stands for. And so because it, yeah. it's it's putting people in a scenario hoping that they'll get married and hoping that like shit will happen like they, they if if everything went well they don't have a TV show they need there to be problems they need them to fall in love with multiple people they need them to get out of the pods and the other person they love to be there. So then they have this conflict, like they need that or there is no show.
0: That's so true. You could say that almost about every reality TV show. Yeah, like, because it's
1: d- not real, right? Like that, that's the argument It's like so much of it's scripted. Yeah.
0: What? Well, like what is there shows out there that are more real than not?
1: Well, there's a whole uh, series on like the nineties and like things that happened in the nineties. And, the real world in the beginning was the start of reality TV and the first season or so were completely unabashedly like true like very real and but since then everything is kind of scripted everything you know like the all of it the housewife like because otherwise it just doesn't make that much sense it doesn't make sense it's not sensical that there would be that much drama in anyone's life. Like, do you oh, walk yeah. around with that much drama? If so, like, I'm at an age for sure where if there is drama, I am running the other way. Yeah. But these people are just, like, in it. And they go, and they're ready to fight. And they're ready to, like, <laughs> you know? So, like...
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Like, you don't want to, like, soak too much in reality TV. Because it's kind of, like, it's just kind of too much. But, like...
1: No, it's, and, and it's, they're actors. Yeah. Like, they're paid actors. Like... You cannot tell me that the Kardashians walk around wearing a full face of makeup all day, every day. Well, they've got
0: teams, like they've right, got because they're always on camera, right? Yeah, they've been doing that show for like twelve years. Because like. they're
1: always on camera, and there's, you know, that's definitely there's drama inserted, but it's just, it's all kind of gross, really. I mean, you know, just that we are in, we're able to like look at these people in a fishbowl. And yes, I judge them cuz they so that's what they signed up for. So like have some drama and then go on a reunion and cry about it. Like c- give me a break. I don't I don't feel badly. You signed up for this. I know people can be mean because they're mean on the com- some of the comments on our stuff is mean. People well, are mean. Yeah. But it's like you you did you cash the check? Well then shut up. Because, like, I don't care.
0: I don't know, dude. I want to give them a hug, man. <laughs>
1: like no. I'm not going to
0: say cash the check and go. Some of these if people. If you cash
1: the check, you signed up. This is what you signed up they for. They
0: did sign up, but, like, I don't know, man. Like, they've they've presented their life. Could you imagine presenting your life script? Some of it scripted, some of it not, and just getting absolutely roasted. Well, they,
1: but they 100% go into it. Not, like, you will never convince me that any of those people went into it for, like really above all other things hoping to find the love of their life and that's their only goal. They went into it for fame and then they want to cry about it when there's – How do you
0: know that? How do you know it's fame versus – Because they get off – I want to find love. Because
1: they get off and they didn't find their love and now they're an influencer and they're making a million dollars influencing and their face is all over your Instagram. It is
0: a sub motive. Yes,
1: like it's a – I think it's probably a very highly, you know, I, I think if you did a psychology test on most of these people,
0: you say most are so there for fame, not for a hundred
1: percent. Otherwise they would go away, get married and we would never hear from them again. But that ain't the case. Like we hear from all of them again. There's some, there's some of them. Right. I okay. Think so then, so then maybe that percentage of the population had pure motives, yeah. but the, the vast majority I still see on my feed and a lot.
0: I think that's, you know, yeah, you can kind of make a career of it. You right. make a
1: yeah. Because they there's a level of them wanting fame. And like, hey, no shade, but like it, if you sign up for that, you got to sign up for the good bad and the ugly. Like if you want that part of it, then when people are hateful or mean or like whatever, you have opened yourself up to, don't cry about it because it it is what it is. You asked for it. You could have just stayed in the background in Seattle and we didn't know you existed, but you you didn't. <laughs> you went on a show, you got engaged, a sight unseen, you go Sight unseen. You go on a honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. You hook up with this person and then make it known you hook up with them. And then you put yourself in an apartment with I mean, it's hard to live with anybody. Oh yeah. But like just to and remember. then
0: plus I wonder what the dynamic is because then you're also like you're mic'd up like cameras on you
1: all the time. So like yeah. that
0: adds like a pressure like imagine if there's a like camera following us around the every,
1: worst, but ever. we didn't get on a reality show. We didn't. Like, we didn't sign up
0: for it. Should we build an insurance... I've seen people and, build um, reality shows about insurance. Like, they call it... This guy, Cody Askins, he made a show. It's called The Ultimate Agent. And so, for, like, a week, they get, like, mentors, and they go do their day, and they they film it. It's kind of, a, it's kind of exciting in the insurance game.
1: I mean, I just think that the reality television thing is, like, a recipe for disaster. I mean, like, there aren't any couples that i can think of that had a reality show that are still together like you know jessica simpson nick lachey like anybody that traveled that road they've it it was too much the
0: yeah we'd have to look at the stats like croy and all the 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 shows bachelor for like 20 years but when they
1: are on a reality show they end up breaking up because like the pressure's a lot and the to keep up with it. it's a lot. I mean, it's just it it reality show may have been real at one point. It has not been probably for a, a long time. But but the reason it's successful is because we watch it. Like We
0: watch it. We get in it.
1: We are in it and we they wouldn't be able to sell the idea if we didn't bite.
0: Consume, yeah. Yeah. But
1: so that is love is blind. So I'm not surprised that they, they feed them alcohol and that they like all of those things. like.
0: <laughs> no food. Drama. I mean, like, have
1: you ever met anyone on that show that doesn't drink? I don't know that I've heard anyone say, like, I absolutely don't drink. They're all walking around with those metallic goblets because you're not supposed to be able to know what's in them. I don't but know. It just makes it more noticeable.
0: It's never like, let's take a shot. Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I they, they like alcohol and hay.
0: Yeah, they'll go to a bar and have food, but it's not like let's all get drunk and so, cause drama.
1: <laughs> no, it's just a natural byproduct. But but alcohol is a, I mean, drama is a byproduct of alcohol consumption. Like everybody knows this. Oh, so yeah. like, they're not just giving him cocktails because they're like loosen up. They're like drink this, and then hopefully you'll throw one in his face. Like that's what they're shooting for. Freaking a dude. So let's talk about something from my generation.
0: Okay. Speak it. This
1: week, I think it was this week, they arrested someone in Tupac's murder.
0: Give us the, give me the deeds on, I don't know. So
1: do you know do you know Tupac? Like how how, yeah. like how many deeds do I need to give you? How Tupac,
0: Biggie, they had a war. Okay. Shig Knight came around and he killed all of them. No. And and no. then the next generation of rap was born because of the legacies that they built. That's Tupac. I in a simple sentence
1: not uh, that is a not exactly factual rendition so yeah. I, like i i mean i i don't i don't know but i mean they were east coast west coast whatever but essentially tupac was first well tupac was shot in a studio and biggie and his people were upstairs recording and he was shot multiple times and he ended up surviving it and he always blamed biggie for being the one that arranged this Hit on him, so that was wait.
0: So Tupac and Biggie were in the same room. Or same Tupac building? and Biggie
1: were really good friends.
0: But Tupac got mad at Biggie for sh- hiring no, a hitman to kill was, him.
1: Tupac was in the lobby of a studio downstairs in New York, I think. Okay. And Biggie and Puffy and who's Bad coming Boys, up with these
0: names like Rap Generator? Who's little Puffy?
1: They made their own names, and you know it is what it is. So Correct, they oh, were upstairs recording. And Tupac was shot multiple times in the lobby or the elevator or something of this studio. Wow. And he always blamed Biggie for being the one who orchestrated this hit on him. So that caused a rip and Biggie swore that he didn't do it. And Tupac swore that he did. And so they were not friends any longer. And there was always a beef. And then people just made it about East Coast, West Coast because Tupac was from the West Coast, from California, Biggie was from New York, so they made it an East Coast, West Coast thing, and it just kind of, like, took on a life of its own. But the interesting part is years have gone, it's been, like, 26 or 27 years, something crazy, and Tupac was at a boxing match in Las Vegas, and he was at a casino, and he had gotten in a fight with some gang members. Like, he was in on jumping a gang member, him and Suge Knight and whoever else they were with. And there's video of this altercation. And later that evening, there was a drive-by done on the car that Suge Knight was driving. Tupac was a passenger. And somebody shot up their car and killed Tupac. And it was these gang members, and they arrested one of them this year. And and here's uh, last week. And here's the craziest part. Is they've, two things. They've known for, since the beginning of it happening... That it was these people. The police have known it. But there wasn't enough evidence for them to, like, arrest someone. And the reason the arrest was made is because this bonehead went on, like, a podcast, or I don't even know where he went.
0: Build it in an easy? And
1: told on himself. No way. Told that he was in on orchestrating and, and pr- like, designing this hit on Tupac. And wow. they used that footage to then arrest him. And now he's like indicted for murder.
0: Bro, can you imagine? You shoot up, Tupac, little shig night boys, you survived for 20 years. You know you did this. You never got arrested. You're like, I'm good. And then you go on a pod, you say, I did it.
1: I don't know if it was a podcast. He doesn't really seem like a podcaster, but <laughs> like he, an influencer? he went somewhere like on, in the media. But I think that's narcissism. Like you mm. think you're you think you're untouchable. You think, you're the you, think you got yeah. over you got past it and then you he told on himself and now he's indicted and he's going to go. And you know, he'll probably flip on to get a lesser sentence the people that he did it with. So like they're gonna catch but the saddest thing is somebody probably killed Biggie because they thought that he killed Tupac. So like we lost two people over wow. a misunderstanding. But they've known for 20-plus years who this was. Who are these cops,
0: dude? They should have put it on, like, Wikipedia or, like, Rapipedia. I don't know if that's a site, but it's they should make a, a site, site. Rapipedia list all the rappers, how they changed and, and
1: how would that have gotten us to a different point where we are?
0: I don't know, man. Like, okay, let me give you an example. Like, GameStop. There was this whole thing. GameStop came out. They crashed the market. All these people... Rose together to, to freak up the with the Wall Street Boys. And they did it because all rose together. If there was some type of, you know, some type of army that could support Tupac and, and Lil' Shig, or whoever we're supporting, you know, like, let's do it.
1: I don't, yeah, so... Okay, well, that is Dakota's very middle America white. Yeah, I'm from Caucasian Michigan. Man. Take <laughs> I'm, on from, this I'm situation. from Grand Rapids. This situation. There's
0: blueberry farms and there's county dogs. But
1: I say hats off to the LAPD or the yeah. Las Vegas rather PD for sticking with it. Yeah. There is no statute of limitations for murder. So like even the fact that it's twenty plus years later, they can indict him because there's it doesn't expire. You wow. can't murder someone, but like dude, I would have moved dude to like told Mexico. On himself, I would have got out of the country, not bragged about it, or not bragged. Like about how me. stupid <sighs> are it's you?
0: Over. What was this
1: guy's name? Do you know his name? Don't know. Don't care. Wow. Like what it is, what it, but it's like it's still really when sad. he goes
0: to jail, he's gonna get so wrecked. Can you imagine? Who's this new guy? He killed Tupac.
1: Well, he arranged the hit on Tupac. I That's killing fired, him. I don't think he fired the gun.
0: If you have the intent in your heart, you did it.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, clearly. So, he, so I think his, li- his, his, his life's it the over. Same way.
0: It's over, man.
1: So what else has happened? So uh, we, we talked about Netflix. I, I have a beef with Netflix right now.
0: Oh, frick. They Did you see the pitch? They pitched everybody. They were like, upgrade your account because people are... Sharing passwords?
1: No, but I did get shut down for password sharing.
0: You're one of them. Of
1: course I
0: am. Oh my gosh! You don't support Netflix.
1: I well, so here, so here's the here is the real story. So, it was my ex husband's account, and we had had it for a lot of years, and so and we're still friendly, and his we have children, and so like his kids live in the house, and so we still use the Netflix. And I had thought several times when they tried to, like, ask, like, when Netflix was first starting this and they're asking questions about, like, is this really your account? And I thought about starting a new one, but the real reason I didn't want to is because now with a new Netflix account, you, like, your Netflix account has to relearn everything about you. So it's not suggesting shows that you'll like anymore. It doesn't have, like, anything that you were already into, it doesn't save your history of where you are so you're. If you don't know, you're stuck. You're starting over, trying to figure out where you were. So it was more just, like, inconvenient than anything else. But I finally got shut down, had to open a new Netflix account, and it kind of ruined me. Although I could, I could become a new person at this point. I could reinvent myself on Netflix. Yeah, the algo. But well, it's painful.
0: What algorithm do you think is stronger, Netflix or TikTok? I think well, TikTok.
1: TikTok is, like, yeah.
0: I think Netflix algo is kind of like sub. Like sometimes they get it right, but they only have so much limited like content they can recommend. Like
1: it feels like it's pretty endless content. It is,
0: but I'm saying like, I don't know. Sometimes you'll go, you'll scroll through a hundred titles just to find the one. You know?
1: Well, I just don't have the attention span for any of it. Actually, like how many things have I started that I just, I'll like, I'll it'll run across my Netflix. As like a suggestion and I'll I'll click on it and it'll say like resume and I'm like, I've already started this. <laughs> like when did I do that? Like Yeah. Cause I just don't have the attention. Well, yet.
0: I don't know how down bad Netflix is, but they're really like they're losing a lot of money. And so like they have to make like these upsells and pitches and stuff to try to like regain. Like there's you know who has a freak everybody has a streaming service now, Paramount. Yeah. Who's going on Paramount, bro? You've got uh, I have, the volleyball channel, I have peacock. you know, like Peacock.
1: I have Peacock. I have yeah. Hulu. Yeah. Netflix, HBO, or HBO had the
0: biggest L. They rebranded as HBO Max, no, now and they're they just Max. now they're just Max. And they tried to promote CNN Plus. Who's jumping on CNN Plus, man? Like I think
1: people, there might be a population.
0: Well, they, they'll throw it in. They'll throw in ads that you can't skip. They're like, we want CNN, CNN, CNN. I'll tell you who's CNN, not you. You know? Well, <laughs> like, I, Brit.
1: I love Apple TV.
0: Apple TV's got some bangers, man. They come out with some really good.
1: I like Max, and Hulu's a staple. And I only got Peacock because I wanted to watch the Casey Anthony thing, and then I just like never got rid of it.
0: The thing I love about Peacock, their one feature, is they show the Rotten Tomatoes score by every, um, every movie. So you it makes live it and easier. die by Rotten Tomatoes. It's so good. it's the most accurate reporting in all of like review land. Like it gives you a critic score, it gives you an audience score.
1: Except it's all kind of relative. It. it it gives an accurate score if people like you liked it.
0: That's true. So, yeah, it's not like a hard set fact, but, like, it gives you – you kind of know what you're walking into. Because if you're going to go spend two hours watching a movie well,
1: – so, so, which do you think is more accurate, asking the masses or when they did, like, a movie critic, like a Siskel and Ebert kind of situation?
0: You take both scores – And you average them. And average them. Yeah, I kind of see what you said. So if an an audience – so it depends what mood you're in. If the audience (laughs) score – if, like, you're just looking for an exciting time, like, I just want to have, like, a decent movie or, like, an exciting movie, look at the audience score, right? Like, I would say lowest 60 up is, like – it's going to be probably an enjoyable time. But if you're looking for, like, a deep, moving experience, you want to think after the film – Critics score all the way, you know, and like I would say sixty five, seventy and up, and you're gonna have some thoughts. But if you mix those guys together, you know, it kind of gives you a good, a good ratio, balance, okay. balance. Yeah.
1: Okay, great. So, so what else? So,
0: girl boy versus, or not girl boy, girl math versus okay, boy this math. Is just Do you kind understand of, this? Because uh, yeah, you had some comments earlier about. I this. I think it's
1: a little annoying, and a l- no, I had comments about. What the Barbenheimer Oppenheimer thing? Oh yeah, we'll, we'll go into that a second. That. Yeah, but like girl math, boy math is kind of insulting. I mean, girl math <laughs> is basically just like girls take making justification for over consuming.
0: Oh, this is about to go viral, man! And Why just, do you think it's insulting?
1: Because they're I, because I do math all the time in my life. That's actual math. Not a justification for me overspending. I don't need that justification. I will buy what I want. Yeah. But like, uh, you know, the.
0: I think this is your beef with like Gen Z. Like you had some beef with Gen Z and now it's like another, it's like a cake. It's like a well, layer on top. it's just,
1: it's annoying and it's kind of insulting. And like from a generation that, and I, and I like stand, you two are proof. When was the last time one of you read a book front to back cover to cover? Um, and it's you're, and the Alex Hermosi doesn't count. Why? That's a because, good book because he write. He'll tell you he writes like he speaks, and he's not. It's not like it's not literature. It's an. What are
0: we reading to kill a mockingbird? It's, it's, like no, what? But just like what is like this any, Fahrenheit 451? No, but anything, like anything? <laughs> what?
1: Yes, and and see, and here come your Gen Z jokes because you ain't cracked a book in a minute. When was oh, the last I love time? to read. When was the last time you read a book, cover to cover?
0: I don't read cover to cover. I pick out segments that will give me value.
1: Okay, so but that, that Tim is Tim
0: Ferriss, Dan Henry, okay, Russell but Bronson. Okay, not,
1: not a book for your trade. When was the last like time... Like a you, non-fictional book? It could be fiction. It could be non-fiction. It could be a biography. Could, like, when was the last time you read a book?
0: 75 Hard. It's a great book. Andy for, Frisella.
1: For your... Okay, so... The answer is never. Like you have it. Like you not yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Oh, I read when do you read? Do you read? I,
1: I read this morning. Would you I read? I read every day. What do you read? I'm reading a fiction novel about a podcaster who meets this weird woman. I, I mean it's it but the point is and, and we and we should say it because like we've talked it's vocabulary and language has come up so much on this pod. And I'm constantly correcting you as, like, one of my it's children. It's part of
0: my personality, though. It's just it, – it's good for jokes. It makes everybody laugh. A lot of times I'll mispronounce a word just to get the conversation going. In Are a you room. sure that that –
1: percent Okay, now, but –
0: Some of it's authentic, yes. But some of it's just to ha- play jokes, to have
1: fun. I mean, Jack well. is full on laughing because he's not bu- – he ain't buying. He ain't picking up what you're putting All down, right. homie. He yeah. thinks that
0: – Some of it is – yeah, 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 it's definitely intentional.
1: Yes, I, you can tell because he gets loud and kind of, like, in your face about it when he's being – but but there are just conversations that happen where he totally will misuse a word. It's because
0: I have dyslexia and ADHD. No, but vocabulary <laughs> you
1: know? is important, right, and you have to read books. This is another one of those things that, you know, is a big Bill Maher topic, point of contention, is that our schools don't teach anybody anything and they're not required to read books i mean honestly the the times when my kids come home with homework are so few and far between like and i had homework regularly yeah and so like our schools are failing people oh yeah
0: education in america sucks
1: dude right but but it starts with it starts with like your generation like i if you're not reading a book and, and this is not everyone so like Before everybody, like, attacks me, there are plenty of people that read, but it's a far less number of adults your age that are cracking a book to keep up on whatever and expand their vocabulary and tap into a different part of their brain, and that is... Unfortunate and we're having arguments about boy math versus girl math. We're just
0: talking about trending topics. This is a topic. No, but but the
1: the whole point of you're saying boy math because they
0: don't read books, they are. Well, I think this is a stupid argument. I think it's just a different generation. Like it's they're like, this
1: is a dumb argument. Like girl math. It's like, it's like it's insulting to females who there are plenty of females that do math on a regular basis and are very intelligent and do Lots of great things in science, and
0: I think you're looking too deep into it. It's not like they're not actually talking about
1: math, that's not what they're talking about. They're just no, they're they're they are dumbing down math to say girls do math. To say, oh, I returned something that was fifty dollars. So now, if I buy this and it's seventy five, I'm really only spending twenty five. But no, you're still spending seventy five because you it's spent not 50 about. Original. They're not
0: getting into a logical thing about it. They're just saying, hey, I wanted to just. Uh, it's like a, it's like a joke. It's just a comedy thing. Like here's why I do what I do.
1: But it's they're it's, just labeling it's kind it kind of insult. And then Sam's standing here saying. I really think there's truth to that. Like, if you're, a plane's going to crash and oh, you jump. Oh, this is boy math. Yeah. If you jump, then you could not get hurt in the crash. Like, it's just, it's like not, it's so nonsensical. It's like an, it's, it's insulting to your intelligence, if nothing else.
0: I don't know. I think you're going way too deep. I think it's just fun. It's just a fun thing to be like, those are the oh, I liked Leonard Skynyrd. I liked, I don't know, what's no, your generation? Kind of things that I like Bill Maher, you know? <laughs> like... My
1: generation is Leonard Skynyrd and Bill Maher.
0: <laughs> I don't know. You don't know, no. the, and
1: that is the issue. That's why I'm saying. That's the issue right there. You don't know, and why don't you know? Because anytime you have a chance. Because I'm 27, and any I'm time drinking you, a lot. anytime you have a chance. You're putting on Love is Blind and that is your not anytime.
0: I watched Loki season two. It came out last night.
1: See? It was incredible. See? Exhibit B. Like
0: Owen Wilson's in it. You know Owen Wilson's the be- one of the best actors in our in our generation. Maybe I think he's your generation too.
1: Do you think he's really one of the best actors? You
0: know, like there's like a Venn diagram, like your generation. I'm not even Gen Z, I'm millennial. So millennial, Gen Z, I whatever. In the middle is time, Owen Wilson. I think
1: <laughs> last time we decided that Gen Z, you are Gen Z.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not. I was born in nineteen ninety-six, July first, at four twenty a.m. It ends at nineteen ninety-seven. Like, January first. Okay, so twelve. So, so girl math, boy m.
1: math, I think it's silly. I mean, hey, like it's not harming anyone, but I also think it it kind of like dumbs down. Like it's 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 poking fun, saying girls are not that bright, and and justifying their over consuming. That's
0: not what they're not saying that though. They're just making jokes. It's just like I I watched a CD versus putting in a little eight tip. So it's silly. In the in the the radio, I'm glad it's
1: a trending topic. It's silly, but it is what it is. So when we
0: put this on TikTok, guys, don't roast too hard, okay? That's all I gotta say. When we put this on the
1: internet. I mean, whatever. Like it, it is what it is. <sighs> I but let me just say, as a girl, yeah. I can do actual math. I have to do math all the time, real math in my job. And so yeah, I kind of take offense to it. And I, I have I take offense and I, I hope that people are not that not bright. That's what I hope. Ninety six, yeah. You're dang right. He's a millennial. Yeah. When's Gen Z? Oh my gosh, really? The year? He's hey, the he's on the cusp. Although last time he said the cuff, which was another example of language.
0: See, it's just fun though. I think if you're, if with words like but it's those just are just to, let it flow. The cusp
1: is like right on the edge. The cuff is in my sleeve.
0: Do you know language? Like each word. Like if you said word, 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 it's just a sound that we associate with. That vernacular, you know. So it's really about the intent of your heart. Like no, what are you trying? Stop to with <laughs> the heart intent. <laughs> I, that, that's your like, blanket go-to. Yeah, it's all about what's on your heart.
1: It really is. But it's about because
0: no. you can. It's all about your tonality and like how you say things, right? No, when you, you emphasize use a
1: word that isn't a word that is not about what's on your heart.
0: I don't know. I think the it's people about, do who you are deaf or blind they would disagree. No, because they, they're
1: relying that much more on and the intent. The they read your lips work.
0: and your passion.
1: No, <laughs> if yeah, and if they read your lips and you say and, and they read. Okay, so can we just if if they read your lips and they read "cuff" instead of "cusp," and they're like, "but it, but his heart's pure," like that's right. No, no, I don't think that that's true. I think they're thinking, "Wow." He could have made it easier on me by using the right word. I'm reading lips here, for Christ's sake. (laughs) I think it depends on the depth. Oh, my God, because it depends on what's on (laughs) the heart. Listen, if you're dead, we love you. I love you. We're moving on to (laughs) Barbenheimer.
0: Oh, yeah. So we're a little late on this, but we saw Oppenheimer. We didn't see Barbie. My wife saw Barbie separate. She said it was way too feminist, which was really weird coming from mine.
1: It was cute. I mean, she's in the... I think she's probably in the minority. Like, people really loved that movie.
0: Yeah, I think I, I didn't see it, but Oppenheimer was a little too much. I don't I know. I did
1: not see Oppenheimer. I want to see Oppenheimer. I did not. Um, but I think the newest, th- they yeah. they blend words together, right? Yeah. So it was Barbenheimer. And they blended together what? Pa- saw and, pa- Paw saw and Paw Patrol. <laughs> okay, I've, I've never... I think I, I think I saw the first Saw. I'm not really into scary movies. I don't oh, love yeah. To Be Afraid. They've
0: made like 25
1: yeah, Saw movies. Yeah, there have been movies. a lot of them. But I've definitely seen Paw Patrol. And now I'm at a point where my kids are too old. So I'm going to like borrow someone's child. I got to see what these dogs are up to. I'm invested. I want to know... This yes, is really Chase good is behind marketing,
0: case. right? Because here's the thing in a movie, guys. You drop, you convince a studio or investors to give you fifty to two hundred million dollars. And if you don't perform, you like you're wrecked. You know, like you gotta like, you gotta sell. And so what a lot of um, companies are doing or studios are doing is they're like, what other movies are coming out that we can like drive like a bunch of people to the movie theaters, you know? And so I think we're gonna see a lot of this come out. Like Did you
1: ever watch Entourage? I've on heard HBO? it, I haven't seen it, no. So I feel like you should because it's 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 about like
0: the the music game, right? No, like he's,
1: a he's a movie star. And star. he has it's it's loosely based on Mark Wahlberg's like life because he had a posse from back in the day that like yeah. he just brought along with him wherever he went. And there's a lot of that they they the Vince Vincent Chase the main character the the movie star he ends up like wanting to produce and direct and bu- buys a script and like has to like sell the studios on it and then has to get funding and so it does give like a lot of that behind the scenes and in order for us to do this you're going to have to do like a big studio film so he was like Aquaman and he had to do you know something that was going to be like this big summer blockbuster so that they would green light his other projects. And it kind of gives an interesting other side of it to like movies and media. And we're, we're just all so manipulated. Like we're so like, we are so putty in their hands, Uh, you know, like, but it, it, but anyway, so you should watch it. It's a great show. Okay. It's from the nineties, but it's a good, it's a good one.
0: So let's talk building this week. Like, this week was pretty crazy. Well, wait. I, I Do you have another wa- one? I want
1: to talk about this. There, yes, this is, this is a good segue to um, insurance. There is now a new drug as of this was the beginning of August Okay, that will prevent cancer. No way. They found that AHO1996, shout out to 1996, selectively kills cancer cells by disrupting the normal cell reproductive cycle. It targets something called transcription replication conflicts, which occur when mechanisms responsible for gene expression and genome duplication collide. So cancer is really just ill-formed, malformed cells, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're distorted cells. And then they're kind of infecting other cells around, and it creates like a mass typically. Not always, but typically. And so this, whatever this... Miracle drug is will keep the cells from being malformed.
0: Wow. Which is
1: crazy. And I mean, as much that goes, as much money as goes into cancer research, it is kind of shocking that. And and trust me, like, my mom had cancer in 1996 and she's still here and God bless. And she had a very aggressive, like, an inflammatory breast cancer. So it's not a mass, it's just cells. And the thing about inflammatory cancers are because it's just an inflammation in your body, by the time people typically find out they have it, it's too late. It's everywhere. Because there's not a mass or like a tumor that gives them an indication to go get checked out, right? It's just like inflammation. So God bless that that she's here. It was like some really crazy treatments at the time that saved her life. It was like essentially a stem cell transplant. And like, so there have been such advances in cancer in that almost 30 years since she had cancer. But I'm still shocked that they haven't, like, eradicated it. They haven't figured it out because it seems like everywhere you go, people are raising money for cancer. People are, you know, there's so much research that goes goes on that it's kind of shocking that they haven't figured it out. But, I, I mean, I personally wonder if it's not because there are so many different types. Like, cancer's not, like just cancer of the pancreas it's like it can be of any part of your body it can be wow. of your skin but like this is pretty has cancer always been like a thing well I'm sh- i think it's always been a thing i think it's more prevalent now from my understanding of it it's more a thing now because of all of the like preservatives i mean look at even what you guys are drinking right now right like that's loaded with chemicals Oh yeah. Like the chemies do. The chemicals, the preservatives. They say, and we talked about this last time that like if you look at your in your pantry, the things that have the furthest out expiration dates are the ones that you should not have, because it's like the amount of preservatives and chemicals to keep it from molding or spoiling or whatever is terrible. Um just like the foods we consume, the air we breathe, the metallic, I guess there's like a really high level mm-hmm. of Making like a or whatever. Metal. We
0: got rid of Keurigs because apparently all these metals, like if you have kids, we're not having kids right now, but it can cause like autism or something. Like the metals. Yeah. And I had a friend who did like a metal detox, and he said like he literally had like a substance, like leave his body.
1: Uh, how do you do a metal detox? I don't know.
0: Look it up. It's crazy. I don't know it, but I've, I've Googled it. Well, because like <laughs> remember there was
1: one time where um, Jeremy Piven was like really really um kind of called out because he talked about having like mercury poisoning Mm -hmm. because he eats a lot of fish oh the fish and there's a lot of mercury evidently in in types of fish because of what's in the ocean so like we're we're all kind of hosed on this front but people are getting cancer younger and younger um and yeah i mean it's I guess it has – apparently it has a lot to do with we're the unhealthiest we've ever been. I mean, if you think about, like, even red meat consumption, right? Like, humans back prehistoric times, they didn't eat meat very often at all, if ever. They would eat off the land. They would eat vegetables and plants, which is really what we're supposed to consume. But we consume all this red meat that's all, like – or meat in general, that's very, very loaded with antibiotics and hormones and chemicals to make the animals bigger so that when they slaughter them, it's more profit. So, like, everything that we do. And then, like, do you know this? Cow, cattle, like, gas is actually harmful to the environment. Really? So, like, all of the cattle that they're mass-breeding – because of our meat consumption, when cows have gas, it's actually like a methane or something, and it's, like, bad for the environment. So having more cattle is actually ruining the ozone. Like, it's all so... Global warming? Talk about, like, and this is such a... That'd be
0: such a pitch, like, the cows cause global warming. Well, but
1: think about this, okay? So this is, like, good full circle here. Yeah. The Tupac guy told on himself... The humans are doing it to themselves. Like we're doing it to ourselves. (laughs) Like
0: (laughs) you did not just compare the killer of Tupac and Chignate. But we're we're doing
1: it to ourselves because we're breeding more cows. We're breeding more cows. (laughs) We're consuming more crap. We there's nowhere like it's it's all kind of so that's I think why there's so much cancer. But like this is super promising. I mean, we talked a while ago about. They have an Alzheimer's disease, like a uh, drug now, yeah. which is kind of amazing.
0: Yeah. You think insurance will cover it?
1: Um, I think eventually probably. Yeah. But insurance companies are not big into things that are not tried and true. They're not into experimental. I think when my mom did her stem cell thing, it was really, really challenging yeah. to get insurance to cover it.
0: Which is why you need a supplement.
1: Which is why you you need to be, like, yeah, Yeah. overly insured, and you need to – every plan is going to have holes, but then you got to work with someone to fill in the holes because there's not a perfect plan. No. And if there was a perfect plan, it would cost $5,000 a month per person. Like, it would be uh, completely unaffordable for the average individual, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you've got to fill in the gaps. But I think we – so, and on on the insurance front – we did some work this week. We went to Houston. H-Town. And looked at a, like, experienced, r- shadowed, a call center for the ACA. Um, I think, man, those guys were impressive. I think they've really, in, in such a short amount of time, have figured out, like, something that's really profitable and really kind of amazing, and, like, hats off to them. What what were your takeaways? And I'll tell you. Well, what, yeah, let what me I give you, you get, give
0: you a little backstory. So we got this this group came to us. I won't name them, and they pitched us, "Hey, so ACA is Obamacare, and it's hot because the government's raising their subsidies, so they're paying for people's plans. They're giving free plans, and a lot of the carriers have these incentives. They're a hundred to a five hundred dollar like Visa card that you can get." by doing tasks like watching videos and doing stuff. And so to as you can imagine, to a lot of people, that's really attractive. Free plan, government's paid for, it, and you get five hundred bucks, right? And so this last year, this group came to us and they're like, hey, we're gonna blow this up. We're doing what's called a heaped model, right? Which means what you sell, we're gonna pay you all your commissions up front. And it's pricey to fill one agent with leads coming in per week calls. This group that we were talking to spends $6,000 a week per agent to get them about 30 calls a day, right? Five days, as you can imagine, it's really pricey. And you don't start making money from it until like six, month six, seven, eighth. And then it starts like really compounding. We got to put a lot of money up front. Well, this group that we originally signed up with, they were super sketch. Uh, they didn't pay us commissions. They still haven't paid us commissions. Still hasn't paid us commissions. They, they
1: act really annoyed when we ask about where the commission is.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah and, we, and we tried to vet them as much as possible we got on a bunch of calls. Um, they didn't bring lead flow. They, they wanted equity in us to supp- support us, and that wasn't the arrangement. And so we released from this group. We said, we're done. We're not, we're not doing this. And I went around all the social and I found this guy, um, I'm going to call him Russian Mike. Russian Mike comes and he sits in this office for like three hours and just kind of gives me the down low on the market. He doesn't ask for anything in return. So if we can ever bless him, we need to. He gets me on a call with this call center group in Houston who's absolutely crushing. We spend the next three weeks like talking details, probably three to six hours. Over those couple weeks, contracts, carriers, leads, marketing, systems, processes, like the whole, whole shebang. And they've only been at this a year, and they did 25,000 deals this last year, which is, like, really amazing. We've done about two to 3,000 over our course of a couple agents. And so, so, yeah, so we go down to Houston, and it was a really relaxed vibe. And within that one day, we're just sitting talking with them, and they had about 15, 20 agents – they took about 1500 to 2000 calls and they did like 790 794 enrollments in one day. It was crazy. Yeah. And the Wi-Fi went down like three times yes. during the day and they were just they we were had slinging had Wi-Fi
1: problems once and Dakota almost. Oh
0: my gosh, lost freaking Spectrum, freaking light. AT&T So light.
1: I thought what they've been able to build and capitalize on was extremely impressive. It did make me sad as a taxpayer in our country for, like, what is happening. Because, like, the amount of people that were calling in to take a free plan and, like and, and again, like, understand their motivation is secondarily to have health insurance. Like, that's not their main motivation. Their main motivation is to get a gift card, right? That's why they're – that's the hook. That's why they're calling in. So what's really unfortunate, I think, about the current state – of affairs in our country is that all of these people took advantage of this offer and were taking these free health care plans that they're they're very likely not going to use. They're not going to go do their wellness. They're not going to go do the things that are like what, what the program is designed for. Like, you know, Obamacare makes a big deal about your wellness should be free because if we can catch it before it becomes a disease and we can get it early, we're going to be able to... Get, get rid of it and it's going to save us money as an insurance company the long in the long haul, right? That's the whole premise behind doing your annual wellness check. <coughs> well, <coughs> all that to say, a lot of these people, because they really didn't care to ask any details about the plan that they were enrolling in, just, wha- so when do I get the gift card, right? Like, the likelihood is they're not going to go do the stuff that the program was designed for, so where I think – The premise of the Obamacare exchange in the marketplace was really pure. You want to talk about being on your heart. I think it was pure on their heart what they were trying to accomplish, but it's so broken. Like it's not really getting us any closer to like a better like outcome, right? Because if you don't go to your wellness and your doctor doesn't catch that you're on your way to prediabetes so you can correct that, then you'll be diabetic and we'll have we'll be no further ahead. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. So I so it it although this is no shade on them cuz like these guys are powerhouses. Man, insurance people can drink too. I mean, that's a whole other story. Like just as a group, the people in insurance can Oh yeah, put yeah, put, yeah. put away they're some alcohol. Yeah. But like they were super fun. They were so forthcoming. Like I was so grateful for meeting them and yeah. it's good to meet people that are like
0: upfront hustlers honest. and they're Hustle, honest yeah. and
1: so, like, that felt good, um, and so it's no shade on them at all. It's just, like, man, our system is broken. Like, that's what I walked away thinking, like, hey, I, I get it. Like, it, they're they're just taking advantage of what is in front of them, and they're doing what they're supposed to do, and the system maybe is flawed the way that it's set up, but, like, as a whole, it's kind of a sad state of affairs. Yeah, but,
0: I mean, I, I get that. I'd, I would also say the the flip side is it's good that they at least have a plan in place if something major H- 100%, ha- happens. 100%. 100%. You know? Or they need to get that checked but out. But I like do
1: think that probably 85% of the calls, they got off and still had no actual idea what they were enrolled in. It's not like they're going to run to their portal oh, yeah. Yeah, and like sign up and pick a PCP and, like, go – like, let me go schedule my wellness visit. Like, that that wasn't what was coming out of that, which is the part that I think is kind of unfortunate.
0: Yeah, I wish you could. You, most people with insurance, it's like, you don't value it until it's too late. Like, you you, you you get this plan or you pay money for it. It's like, oh, okay, but you go to a, a hospital once it's a 10K bill or you didn't get that wellness check done and then – you have a year's worth of doctor's appointments. It's Then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I have this in place. Well, and
1: they're they're 100% should be, and we've said this, like I will preach it until the cows come home, like we should have an education for these financial services, like investing or saving money, writing a check, budgeting, you know, like an insurance. Like there is not an education for it, and it's really unfortunate because even people that – have plans their whole life that we talk to. You know, I talked to a guy yesterday, and he was like, because people just have a general lack of understanding. He's like, well, it's me and my two kids, and we're super healthy, and we really don't use a plan. And I'm like, okay, well then, that would say we we should probably look at something catastrophic. Like, we should probably just cover you for catastrophe and save you maybe in premium to not pay for doctor's visits and prescriptions and things because you don't need them. And he's like... Well, yeah, but that doesn't make any sense because we are healthy and we will have to go to the doctor a few times a year for a sick visit. That's what I want covered. And I'm like, you don't get it. Like, you're going to pay more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they're, the notion is just convoluted. Like, they don't, yeah. they don't yeah. really understand. And, you, and as you explain it to them, I'm like, okay, well, because of what you're saying to me, the argument could be made this. And he's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, but yeah, there's none of that, right? They like people don't understand,
0: and that's okay. We'll we'll definitely explain it, you know, with a little bit of love is blind.
1: Oh my gosh! So <laughs> yes, we'll we'll explain it. But it's like, how yeah. many of these people end up in bad situations because they don't understand? They don't understand, and I yeah. think that's too bad. What they have, but I thought Houston was. I don't, I don't. I don't love Houston.
0: Oh, you don't. You wanted to get out of there. I
1: couldn't wait to get out of there. I just. It's just kind of. It's really hot, and it's already hot in Dallas, um, and it's, I just don't, like, Houston's not my favorite city, um, Yeah. but I just, it wasn't even about Houston. It was just, like, I wanted to get out of, I wanted to be in my own bed, and so, like, if we can, we, we did it as a day trip, which was intense. Like, like
0: 3 a.m. to, like, midnight. I
1: got up at 3.30, and I got back home at 1 o'clock in the morning, so it was, like, oh, yeah. it was a beating, but it was well worth it. To, like, sleep in my own bed and, like, be able to get up in a few hours and get the kids off to school and not have to put that on other people. So, um, but I was grateful for the time and I thought it was a good trip and um, hats off to them again for what they've built. But, yeah, um, so, yeah, I think we're fully in this ACA thing because that's what they're pushing everyone toward. So it's like
0: build two teams,
1: build two teams. Yep. Um, I also, I thought it was interesting too, because we talk a lot on the private side about this ruling, right? And what's happening with a ruling.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I mentioned it at dinner, and one of them looked at me like, what exactly are you talking about? Like they have no actual idea, which I just thought was interesting because it's not their world. I I totally get it. Like whatever happens with the ruling is not affecting their ACA world, but it kind of is because if, private options go away, then there will be a bigger – there will be an influx of people taking marketplace plans probably, right? Like just logically. But they had – he had no idea what I was even talking about or referring to, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like just in the sense of like you want to be well-versed in all parts of your industry, not just your niche or you will potentially get left behind.
0: Yeah, you know, each there's just so many different markets to go after, and you you want to focus on one until you can really build the system behind it. But yeah, it's it's the it's same it's same product kind of line or group, but they're two different worlds: private and ACA. Like, there's just way different players, different carriers. It's just like a different game, you know, within the same match. I guess. Well,
1: and their their system. So the things that I think that they did well, the takeaways were they really did. Dumb it all the way down. Like, they took one thing. Yeah. They picked, they made it the simplest process. They, you know, they said, come in. We're going to pay you a little bit more than the competition, so you'll stay. We're going to give you benefits, which nobody does, because it sucks to work in a call center. And we're going to fill you with leads. And literally all you have to do is sit here from 9 to 5 every day and take orders. And so, like, any person can do this. If you can pass the insurance exam, you're hired. (laughs) <laughs> Which is there's there's something like really refreshing about that, right? Because oh like, yeah, like yeah. in this in this instance, that really could be a thing. Like you really could have any person that. Speaks the language and could pass the insurance exam could do this job. It was that simple.
0: Yeah, because in every other line, like, even private under 65 or life, like, it's a whole different It's so intense. It's so (laughs) much to learn. Networks and boom and And there
1: is more of a a selling and education aspect to it, which is not everybody can do. And so, like, hats off to them. They really, really, really simplified it. Good job, boys. Like, they simplified it to its base, to its core. So, like, that's awesome. It It's much easier to do, I think, in that world than it is in what we do because of everything you just said. Like, the amount of products and carriers and nuances that we have to know is a lot. Um, So I think that was a takeaway is just to, like, dumb it down as much as you can, make it to where, like, legitimately – I mean, they they joked that at one point – his 14-year-old son over the summer <laughs> yeah. was a retention specialist for them like he could do their job on some level for like helping clients that were going to terminate because again when you're when you're just taking an order and you're not really like having the agent advisor experience with them. There's no one to make sure that they get on their portal. There's no one to make sure that they make their payment. There's no one to make sure that they like do the next steps to actually keep their plan alive. Yeah. So they have to have a whole team of people to do that. Um, but I thought, you know, there was, they, they knew what they knew really well. They weren't trying to know anything else. Yeah. And they just went and doubled down on what they had success with and like it has been extremely profitable for them and I was it was impressive it was a good reminder because I think we can get in the weeds sometimes like overly analytical and Mm -hmm. finding too many things to muddy the waters and so that was a nice like refresher so that's like a good for anyone starting a business take what you're good at double down yeah before you layer on other things yeah pretty hard yeah Cool. So that was Houston. That was the week. What else? Anything else?
0: No, we're just, we're going to launch this ACA thing. And um, we, you know, we work a lot with um, Pivot and healthcare.com. That's some of the people we've worked with and they want to dominate, you know, they, they want to blow up. They had a huge call center. They had a hundred plus agents. They weren't able to make it work. But then they partnered with brokerages like ours to overflow and uh, calls that are coming in. They have a really good, like, self-enroll site. Like, if you're an agent in the game, like, go check out their site. It's pretty clean. And so they they probably bring us about 200 calls a month right now. And so they're like, hey, how do we 10X this? And so they're going with the whole ruling potentially coming out. They're going to all the carriers, pitching them deals, and, like, trying to make a next, like, huge agency. And so – we got that front working, and um, so yeah, we worked that out, and just a bunch of tech stuff like getting it all lined up, and of course, admin and selling. You know, it's just there's
1: today's a full day of ads.
0: Yeah, today's a full day of ads, That's and we're gonna we got ads. Jack, and he's gonna he's gonna figure out these ads. You know, so if you see us on social, if you see us out on uh, search, leave a review. You know, if you've had any funny experience with us or anything, just leave something good on there. Help us out, um, and yeah, that would that would help out so much.
1: All right. Well, I think that about does it for the week, yeah? Yeah. So. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching or listening or both. I'm Lori. This is Dakota. Till next time.
0: Bye.